You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. Hope you're well. Holy shit. This fella here, Frank Ferrer, the interview subject that features on this episode of the podcast series, he's one of the reasons that I love doing this. Let me tell you, being able to chat to guys like Frank truly warms the cockles. And the reason it does is because as a dyed-in-the-wool fan of all forms of heavy metal and rock music, Frank's the man. He is just a fantastic drummer, percussionist, and he's a great human being as well. He has an outfit out these days called Pisser. I call it PSSR because that's how it's spelt, so, but it's actually Pisser as Frank calls it through the conversation. They've got an album coming out rather soon, and that's the reason for the conversation with Frank, I must, must add. They've got three in-market singles. You can check them out on Spotify and Apple Music, Last Time, Push, and Busted, which features fellow Guns N' Roses and Psychedelic Furs guitarist Richard Fortas. Awesome. Here he is. Frank Ferrer. Frank, it's Andy McKay-Smith calling for our chat. How are you going? Uh, oh, what's that? We're doing We're doing a, a video? I didn't realize that. <laughs> no, that's this is fine. No worries. I just, you know what? I used to call so many people just without the video, and more often than not, people would say the same thing you are now. They'd go, hang on, aren't we doing no, the okay. video? <laughs> how are you on? going? How you doing, Andy? I'm, do- I'm doing well, mate. Yeah, it's what time is it here now? 10 o'clock. I've just taken the kids to school. It's a sunny day, mate. I'll go for a swim after I've had a chat with yourself, so I'm not complaining. Where are, where are you? You're in Melbourne? Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, I actually saw you at uh, ANZ Stadium uh, a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Oh, you know? Yeah, that was a big show. Yeah. Yeah, that was at 17. Right? That's 17, right. Years ago. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like uh, all of the old school rock and roll fans came out. You know, between you guys and ACDC, it was such a, a heartwarming thing to see all of us, you know, when I say old fellas in our 40s, <laughs> coming out in our rock t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't get cool. to do it too often. Yeah, it's special. Yeah, no, it's, it's special down there, you know. And, and you know, in, in, in Sydney, we play with Angus. Angus came up and played with us a couple yes. of times, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Good. Yeah, I actually did my childhood in Sydney, not too far from where those guys grew up. They weren't there, obviously, by then, you know, but um, that's a funny thing about Sydney, mate. It's a rock and roll town that hasn't had a good rock and roll band come out of it in so long, but uh, that could be changing, mate. There are some good bands that are coming out of there now, but... Uh, oh, yeah? But, and that's cool. Yeah, you know, so, but uh, but look, you guys, PSSR, I do enjoy what you're doing, uh, by the way, and um, so you, you've had a couple of, three singles out so far this year. Yeah, and yeah. from your perspective, mate, look, nobody could ever accuse you of resting on your laurels. You're one of the most prolific musicians of the past few decades or so. So I first heard John sent me across Push in February, and recently I've got Busted and Last Time. Yeah, Last Time's the most recent one. Right, last it? Time. Yes, yeah. right. It came out. I believe June, uh, July nineteenth. I believe it came out. Okay, gotcha. Oh, look, all, all killer stuff. And look, I've already alluded to the fact that most people know you from Gunners. Um, right. But but look. I've got to ask, mate, look, I mean, someone like yourself could just do session work and, you know, rest on your laurels that way, but you're not doing that. You are creative and you do have, you do want to create creative, uh, original music clearly. So what's inspired the creativity and the work you're doing with the lads in PSSR? Um, well, Pisser has been a band that's been around for, for a while. It's, it's um, a band that formed out of the ashes of another band that was signed to Epic uh, um 550 um called honky toast and we and richard fortis is also in that band and we did a record and we got dropped you know 
So Eric, the lead singer of Pisser, you know, Richard and I go off to do other things, obviously. And then, and then Eric, uh, out of the ashes of Honky Toes, uh, you know, comes Pisser. Um, and he started the band with some other members in New York City around the early 2000s. So, so Pisser's been a, a, a thing. Um, I wouldn't call it a project. I mean, I would call it, you know, um, a passion. Pisser's been like a passion. And, and uh, every time I would come home from a tour or something, or if Richard was in town also, we'd play a show, you know. And eventually, um, we, we got a steady, steady lineup. Um, pretty much about four or five years ago, there was a steady lineup. And that lineup went in to do a record. Um, and that's the stuff that you listen to, to today. But um, Pisser is, is always, it's always been there, kind of like, you know, at least, at least for the last 15 years or so, you know. Is that right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, that was going to yeah, be my, yeah. my next question, how long you've been doing it. But look, my apologies. You know, I hadn't speak, spoken to anybody. No, no, so don't even, apologize. It's all uh, good. It's all good. Yeah. Don't apologize. It's cool. You know, but look, the thing that I like about it is that, you know, I've mentioned ACDC. So what it reminds me of, and tell me if I'm on the mark here, ACDC meets Kiss and the MC5 and the Stooges. That's the vibe I'm getting. You're, you're, you're definitely on the, on, on, on the mark, definitely. I mean, I mean... Um, in, in the busted video, you can see a little bit of it, but Eric is definitely like Iggy Pop meets Bon Scott for sure, hundred percent. That's actually how we uh, what drew me into like Honky Toast when I first started playing with Honky Toast was like Richard was already playing with him, Richard Fortis, and he was like, "Dude, you got to hear this guy. He sounds like Bon." I'm like, "Yeah, right." You know, he's like, yeah. "He sounds like Bon," <laughs> and sure enough, man, he sounded like Bon, and and I was hooked, you know. Um, and then he looks, he moves around and, and like yeah. like Iggy, like an Iggy Pop type vibe. So um, Eric is, is definitely one of the greatest front men, front men that no one's ever heard of by far. I mean, wait till you guys see him. I mean, I can't wait till this thing is over so we can go down there and play so you can see it, you know? Okay, um, yeah. But Eric, I mean, yeah, Eric, it, it, you, you hit it right on the, uh, you hit it on the nose. I mean, I, I would just, Sweet. the thing, the only thing I would say is maybe a little more New York influence, like the dictators, New York dolls, oh my God, uh, the dictators, but definitely, yeah. yeah, for sure. I would love, I'll tell you something. I love, thinking up of potential music, musical partnerships. I would love to see you in a band with Ross the Boss, who used to be in The Dictators and Manowar. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Manowar and I've seen, I've seen The Dictators and Ross the Boss. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good because he's one of the most like unhinged in a really good way, metal and stroke rock guitarists around, I reckon. And I've had a number of chats to him, so I don't know him, but every time I talk to him, he's just such a cool guy to talk to as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. So, so you know, we've spoken about the singer uh, Eric J, but you, the band is rounded out, and I can't believe that a bassist has a surname Eric Bass, or is it Eric Bass? That just seems very appropriate. Brett, Brett Bass is the bass player. Oh, sorry, Brett Bass. Sorry, my my bad. But Brett Bass. Sorry. Um, you know, how, it's one thing as to your point there to hear from say you know your musical comrade in Richard that some guy is very similar to Bon and stuff. But look, I'm a musician too. I don't know whether you can tell behind me with some of the stuff I've got there. But I, I can't tell you, mate, how many times I've been in a room with people thinking, "Great, this is going to be awesome," and then you get in and it's shit. But you guys have right. musical chemistry. So, so was that something you had to work at, or was that something that just happened? Um. Um. Well, you know, I've been playing with Richard Fortis for a long, long time, right? Um, mm. So, so when he brought me into Honky Toast, we already had a musical relationship, and then I, I eventually developed developed one with Eric. And then fast forward fifteen years, um, I've been playing with Rob Bailey, the guitar player. I've been playing with him in other projects for for years. So, so 
with Pisser, we've been we've been playing together for a long time in different projects, including Pisser. Um, this lineup, I said, has been more steady in the last five years or so. But um, uh, we've been playing with each other in different in, in different um, um, projects along the way. So um, it was pretty easy to, for us to come together and, and do Pisser. We we knew each other musically and on a personal tip, we knew each other very well. So yeah. it was pretty easy. Gotcha. Look, you, you mentioned Richard there a couple of times, and uh, look, I'm fascinated yeah. by the musical partnership you guys have got. As I say, I mean, I mean, it's one thing to play in front of God. I've played, played most I've ever played in front of was like two thousand people or something. But you're you got you two are playing in front of. I don't think it's a stretch to say you've played in front of millions of people at this point. Both of you, you know, the last um, two were with Guns N' Roses, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. But so yeah. to me, when I watch you two play in particular, it it feels like as though it. And, and please take this as a compliment. It wouldn't make a difference if you were playing at CBGB's back in 1979 in front of 15 people or like at ANZ Stadium here playing in front of 35,000 people. You'd bring the same performance element. So, look, if it's cool with you, look, I do host a podcast series, so I want to release this as a part of my podcast. But because of, yeah. of you know, you've got this musical chemistry and you can play in front of all of these people, you know... D- how do you explain the dynamic of playing on these massive stages and, and making it feel so cohesive as you clearly do? Because, look, I'm a bassist by trade and I know how the drums, if the drums don't get it right and you bloody do get it right, right. it all falls apart. We know that. I've played with drummers that, that have trouble or they might have drunk too much or what have you and the whole show's just shit. But you guys just seem to have this, this, this magical ability to just bring, to make a very large stage, an arena, feel like as though you're in a club. Right. I mean, I mean, the only way I could, um, that's a very good question. And, um, I've never really looked at it that way. Um, um, I don't like really analyze, you know, whether, whether we're playing a club, a club or an arena. I mean, sure. obviously when you're playing a, on a big stage, that's more responsibility, obviously. Um, um, there's a lot of people, you know, pyro, there's a lot of things you have to worry about. Um, but, um, I guess the common denominator is that, um, you know, especially, you know, I mean, I'm not speaking for Richard, but we play for ourselves. We, we, we enjoy playing with each other and we play for ourselves. And, and mm-hmm. then, and then it just kind of like, you know, mushrooms from there, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so we're enjoying what we're doing, whether we're playing to two people or 20,000 people. Um, it's just a love and joy of playing with each other and, 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 um, you know, being spiritually connected on a, on a certain level that not a lot of people get get to yeah, get to that's do. what I'm so, saying. Yeah. Um, so 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 um, yeah, um, we just love what we do, whether we're doing it in front of four people or forty thousand. It's no different. You know, obviously on a bigger stage, there's more responsibility, obviously, but um, we're mm. still just we're just still having a great time. You know, really enjoying what we're doing. I reckon, and I actually did a review of that gig, and one of one of the things that I said in there was, I reckon you have the heavy, you are the heaviest hitting drummer that is the you are wow. the heaviest hitter that is the most consistent that I've ever heard. Okay, and you know what I mean wow. when I say that. Like, there's yourself and Danny Carey, I think that that pretty much take that. Oh, I love Danny. Yeah. yeah. So. Is that is where did you learn your technique? I think from, from uh, doing some reading about you, you, your father's originally from Cuba. Is that correct? And he was into a lot of yes, Afro. Yes, sir, yeah, yeah. My, my father was a Latin percussionist. Uh, um, um, played a, he played congas and timbales and bongos. Um, so and that's where I get my sense of rhythm, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I fell in love with Kiss 
um, when I was really young, um, when I was like 10 or 11 years old, I fell in love with Kiss. And that's when I started listening to, you know, American rock music. I had never really listened to it, you know. Um, and, then, and I guess, I guess I, 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 I you know, um, it's a combination of a lot of different things. Um, Groove-wise, obviously, there's influences of like, you know, um, John Bonham, of course, the greatest rock drummer ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Charlie Watts, Phil Rudd. I love Phil Rudd. Nice. Um, and, and then, and then also a combination of like a lot of local musicians in New York City that, that have gone on to do great things, like Sterling Campbell and Zach Alford and yeah. Steve Jordan and Charlie Drayton. I mean, you guys know Charlie Drayton from from the Cra- Dead Daisies. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, in uh, Cold Chisel these days. Cold Chisel, the Divinals. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, he was a New York guy. So I got to see him play, you know, a few times. So so um, it's a combination of that kind of stuff, you know. Of, of, you know, being in New York City growing up, man, you want to go see somebody play, they're going to play. They're playing down the street from you. You know what I'm saying? That's the best thing about living in that city. I got to see everyone, you know. Um, so, so I mean, it's a combination of a lot of different elements. New York City is ridiculous. I've, I've been there once. And honestly, I went into a bar and the musicians, just watching the musicians play what made me want to give up, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> it's like it, it could do that to you sometimes. I know, I know exactly how you feel, man. I, I've seen some cats, and you're like, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then I think All I right. went in to the guitar center and and it was Billy Idol's bass player. I can't remember his name. That super superb guy though. Um, talking to me, he spoke to me for about an hour. You know, and it's such a strange place. And then, then I went across a Staten Island to guitar center. Uh, not guitar, Mandolin Brothers, and I bought a oh, guitar yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, and and I've I've had a chat to Vernon Reed about this, but the owner told me that Vernon Reed from Living Color was in there, and I'm a massive yeah. Living Color fan, right? And I was far too nervous to seek him out and chat to him because I didn't want to be a, a punisher either and say well, I'm from Australia. Can I talk to you? You know that sort of thing. He's but, sweet, man. He's a good guy. You could talk to him. I mean, um, so he was actually in the store when you were in the store. Is that what that's you're what he told me. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to bug him. I didn't want to punish him, you know. And but then when I told Vernon that, he goes, "Oh, I would have loved to have spoken to you, man. You come from Australia and stuff." And I'm like, "Shit, yeah." You know, this is the thing about you, rock guys, right? Is that you're so approachable and you really appreciate the fan, you know, the fan interaction. Oh. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and 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 um, you know, I get to play in a really huge band, but you know, not a lot of people really know who I am, which is cool, you know. So I get to live the best of both both worlds. You know, I could get on the subway train and not really be bothered, and you know, so that's cool. So, yeah. um, not that it's a bother, but you know, I mean, it, it, no one's really bothering me. Um, it's 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 cool. I mean, it's cool. I, and and I and I love uh, you know, running into people in odd places and stuff like that. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I have, I have you know, I, I you know, as long as if, if you're you're having a good time, I'm I'm good with it. You know, totally. Yes, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, uh, look. I know um, Axel's regarded as one of the greatest and iconic frontmen of all time, yet my own opinion is that another person that you've played behind, Richard Butler, might even be better than him. That's only my opinion, but Psychedelic First, mate, just simply incomparable, and you've had a lot to do with the band over the years, and I, I will never forget watching Richard and Psychedelic First in 2006 at the Coolangatta Hotel. And that's a good first question for you. Were you playing in the band back then in 2006? I would have been playing back there. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I mean, being a fan of Lee Singers is, is is killer. I mean, I don't think one Lee Singer is, is better than another Lee Singer. Yeah. I just, you know, especially Richard and Axel. Um, Richard Butler is is completely different, you know, style different. He's yeah. just a different singer. Um, 
you know, which I love working with the Furs. Furs, Furs are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful band. Richard's a wonderful guy, great singer. Mm. Love the band. I, 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 I'm a Furs fan. I got to play in the band, and I was with him in Love Spit Love too. We did Love Spit Love together. Yeah, that's um, right. So I got to be in that band with him with Richard Fortis again. You know, mm. um, and you know, and and Axel is is he's an icon, man. He's he's you know Mount Rushmore. I mean, he's Axel's untouchable. He's he's, the, he's untouchable. He's, he's an icon. Weird? He's beyond. He's beyond comparison. You can't compare anybody to him. No one. Is it weird? I mean, you strike me as such a humble guy, you know. And 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 I've I've spoken to people in touring companies that have sort of worked, you know, when the Gunners came through town and stuff, and they mentioned to a person that you were a fantastic guy, you know. And uh, same same thing with Richard and Melissa, I think too, you know. But you know, fr- from your perspective, mate. Um, a lot of people have talent, but their personalities don't mesh and they don't like to get along with people, that sort of thing. And as I say, you are extremely talented. There's no doubt about that. But would you put your own success down to the fact that you're just willing to work with people? Well, I mean, you have to develop, um, you, you have to have good social skills in being a musician, as you know, because uh, <laughs> um, we, already, we already have a lot of things we're already up against a lot of things, you know, a lot of things are, are a lot of obstacles. And one of them cannot be that you can't get along with other people because you ain't, you ain't playing. <laughs> I mean, no matter, you can be the greatest guitar player, drummer on the planet earth. If you cannot get along with people, you're not working. No one's going to want you around. Um, it's very important to establish um, musical relationships with one another and, you know, be able to get in a band with the guy. <laughs> yeah. That's very, very important. I mean, I mean, I, w- I would imagine it'd be very important almost in any um, industry, but especially in this one. You know? Absolutely, yeah. I've often said that to people. It's like or everybody's interest in, in what is it? Uh, God, what's the word? Uh, idiosyncrasies. God, it almost flew away from me. I just caught it and brought it back. People's idiosyncrasies, they're magnified as musicians, aren't they? I mean, I've had all sorts of characters in bands and... I've been in bands now um, for the better part of 25 years or so. I, I still couldn't tell anybody what the chemistry, how, how what a successful chemistry looks like. And I remember Steve Harris was talking about the same thing because if anybody should and could be able to talk about it, it'd be him. And his response to the journalist was, if I, if I knew what it was, I'd bottle it and be a trillionaire because yeah, it's, sure. the holy, it's the holy grail, isn't it? But, yeah, it just... Um, it just seems so interesting that with musicians, to your point, any corporate environment, any work environment, it's important to get along with people. But when it's music, yeah. it just seems to be more more amplified, doesn't it? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, we're, we're trying, we're, we're doing art, right? We're, we're being artists. There's no right, wrong way of doing it. So, like I said before, we already we already have a lot of obstacles as a musician. You know, wanted to do our art, wanted to earn a living. You know. Mm. You can't make not being agreeable part of it. You have to be agreeable. You know, it's just compromise. It's, it's, it's give and take, you know, especially, especially this business is give and take, especially this one. So a lot of, a lot of, you know, it's like a lot of times you're going to fail at what you're doing. A lot of times you are. I mean, so you're going to have to have the inner strength and you're going to have to have um, respect for your bandmates because that's the only way you guys are going to get through it. You know, when when sure. when when the shit is good, it's it's fine. It's when the shit is bad. It's when you have to figure out who's who. And if you can't get along with somebody, the band is going to break up. Yeah, you guys aren't going to play together again. You know? Agree. Yeah. It's important, and and maybe the band should break up, but it, but but it's very <laughs> important. 
Hey, make this one my final question for you, mate. So thanks for for the yes, chat. Sir. But uh, look, Australia, you know, we we to say the least, mate, we'd love to have you down here more often, mate. But um, what are your memories of Australia? You've been here quite a bit, I understand. I, I love your country. I love I love Australia. It's my favorite country on the planet. Love it. I love the people. I love the weather. I love the food. I love Melbourne. I mean, I just, I just, uh, I can't, I, I love when I go down there. I cannot wait to go again. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get through this period of time and, and we'll be down there rocking out for sure. Fingers crossed, mate, on that one. Yeah. Well, look, I'll yeah, leave yeah. it there. But look, congratulations on a, on a stunning career, mate. I've, I've been a long time thank admirer of yours, and I just love the, your percussive groove. It's inimitable. You know, yourself oh, and thank Will, you. Will Calhoun, mate, are two of my favorite drummers of all time. And uh, oh, to, to have had a chance to have now spoken to you both, it's just it's so awesome that I get a chance to do this. So, look, thanks for doing what you're doing, and good, good luck with Pisser, too, thank importantly. You. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, hopefully, um, you guys will love it. You know, I think the record's supposed to drop first week of December. I think the ninth that might be the date. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, I hope you enjoy it, and and we'll see you soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, brother. No worries. <laughs> All right. Adios. Adios. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Catch ya. Bye. Hey. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay Smith. Truly hope you enjoyed that episode because that featured Guns and Roses and Pisser and Psychedelic Furs, and Love Spit Love, and God knows how many other outfits, drummer and percussionist, the very excellent Frank Ferrer. Thanks so much for listening.